ESPN 94.1 FM at 8 and 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, June 29th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true great taste only, and that is only 96 calories, the original light beer we've got a lot to get into so it's just going to be us today you can of course use the phone lines to be a part of the program also you can find me on twitter at paul swan so get the tweets going get your phone calls going it's all us today just us on the show and the big news is that mississippi is going to be able to once again play host to ncaa championships because The Mississippi flag is coming down. It is going to be replaced by a design that has to have the words, in God we trust. That was one of the caveats of the proposal. But the flag is coming down with the Confederate emblem that has been troublesome for a lot of people for a long period of time. And in a statement issued by the NCAA, President Mark Emeritt said that the NCAA is pleased that the Mississippi legislature has acted swiftly to remove the Confederate battle emblem from the state flag and looks forward to Governor Reeves signing the bill. He stated it has too long served as a symbol of oppression, racism, and injustice. The NCAA welcoming the move. Uh, They um, basically said, look, No championships are going to be held while that's the flag. And the SEC followed and said, look, okay, until you change this, we're not going to have SEC championships here either. And then Conference USA hopped on, which nobody really remembered in any of the major stories because it was the SEC making this thing happen. Conference USA pretty much saying the same thing. Look, There won't be any championships at Southern Miss or held in the state until the flag changes. But you know what the big driver here is? It's the SEC. Come on. We can all look at this and think, hey, finally change is is happening. And they're, they're finally coming to their senses, realizing that this symbol has for a long time been a symbol that has been used as oppression, as a symbol of injustice, as a symbol of racism, as a symbol of a failed uprising, whatever you want to call it, but at the same time, it wasn't changing. Then the SEC comes along and says, look, no, we're not having championships here. Oh, oh, okay. This is serious here. This this is really serious. And, of course, unfortunately, uh, it took, sadly enough, that it took George Floyd's death, senseless death, to to even get this thing rolling. But the SEC rolls in as well and says, look, we're done. The NCAA comes in and says, we're done. And then Conference USA rolls in, hey, we're done too. And we get it changed. So what the new flag will look like, No clue whatsoever, but the good news here is that 
again, due in part to sports, sports having a part of it. I'm not saying that this is the ultimate driver here, but what got your attention on this? Well, the SEC, the NCAA, basically saying, look, we're not going to have championship events here in your state. And that's just a stigma. Do you want that stigma? You want that stigma over your schools that they can't have championship events in the SEC? And, of course, the state won't be able to host a championship event for the NCAA until that state flag emblem was removed. Well, lawmakers moved and got that changed. Unfortunately, um, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are offering backlash to this, feeling like it should have been up to the people should have been a, a vote, and, and that's fine. That's fine. You had an opportunity to change it once you didn't. And so the state lawmakers basically taking the matter into their own hands and saying, look, we're going to change this thing. We're going to change it. And it passed pretty much with, I'm not going to say it was unanimous, but there was uh, overwhelming support for it to make it pass. And that's where we're staying now with Mississippi State. Now, we go from Mississippi State, we go from Ole Miss, we go from the state of Mississippi, Southern Miss, we go from all of that to Kansas State. Kansas State football players are boycotting. There was an, a post on social media. It was by a student, a Kansas State student. And the players got a hold of this. They got wind of it. And so now they've organized. And Kansas State players are not going to play, practice, or meet until a student at the university is dismissed for a tweet posted earlier this week. They make this announcement on Saturday that they're boycotting. The student in question, Kansas State student, his name is Jaden McNeil. He mocked the death of George Floyd. I looked at what he said and... It was pretty tasteless, to be quite honest. And we've talked about student-athletes starting to have a voice, starting to realize that they have more say than they thought they had or were allowed to have or denied the opportunity. And so this pretty crass tweet comes out from this student, Kansas State student, and Kansas State, they come out and they release a statement. It says, K-State Athletics, along with the president and the university leadership, in a nutshell, the statement says, respect and support the student-athletes. They're standing up with the student-athletes. They stand up with the student-athletes, and they're not silencing them. They're not saying, "Look, oh, no, 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 hey, work this out. You just No, none of that. And you're probably going to see real change on that Kansas State campus as far as the code, the ethics are concerned. What we're seeing and what we're learning in society is your words have consequences. We've talked about this before. Your words have consequences. I just can't come on the show and just say what I want. I mean, I have opinions. That's fine. I can say what I want. But I can't just throw it out there. I can't throw, well, let me rephrase that. Yeah, I could throw it out there once. Absolutely once. And we're not talking about me making a mistake because 
let's let's put this on the table right now. We're all human. I'm human. We're human, and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have mistakes happen for the rest of our lives. I'm going to make mistakes in life. You're going to make mistakes in life. We're all going to make mistakes in life. How we learn from those mistakes and how we interact with each other is going to be really important in the future. But I also am adult enough to know that, okay, my words and thoughts have consequences. So pick and choose what hills I'm going to die on. Now, again, I'm going to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to go out and say something that is totally insensitive and crass and motivated and hate. I don't care if you want to hide behind sarcasm or comedy or whatever. You can hide behind it, but you don't respect respect somebody. Just re- the fact that this man was murdered before our very eyes. And you know, you're making these crass comments. And the student athletes are like, look, okay, you know what? That's fine. But we're not going to do a thing until the campus gets rid of this guy. We don't want this guy on campus. And you might argue, well, that student has freedom of speech. Yeah, he does. He has freedom of speech. He was allowed to say what he wanted to say. But you do have consequences for that freedom of speech. You're protected by the government. The government's not going to come crack down on you because you made a stupid tweet. You threaten the president or something like that, yeah, they're going to come crack down on you. But if you have an opinion, a stupid opinion, or you think something is one way and you voice it, yeah, you get protection. State's not going to come lock you up. But if you say something racist, you say something that is hateful, yeah, there's going to be consequences for it. Again, Nobody's saying you can't say these things, but the Kansas State football players are saying, look, okay, he said what he said. Now, we're not going to do anything on this campus until the code of conduct is changed and it basically does not allow this. And you might think, okay, that's awful restrictive, and I'll come back to you and say, yeah, but guess what? It's a... University, it has rules and regulations, and you're free not to attend that university. Those rules and those regulations apply to you if you attend that university. Fair enough, right? I have rules and regulations that I have to adhere to. The FCC just doesn't hand out these licenses for fun, so I've got rules and regulations that I must adhere to, and uh, that's company included. And there's a code of conduct. There's basically things that I have to adhere to. It's not that I can't have my opinion, but if I agree to adhere to these policies, then I've made that agreement. I've made that decision that, okay, if I want to work here, here's what they're asking me not to do. And if I want to go out and say things that are vile, then there's going to be a consequence for that. But at the same time, you're seeing these student-athletes step up now, and you're seeing them basically come out and say, look, we're not going to participate on this campus until this player is dismissed. I'm sorry, this student is dismissed. The student is dismissed from the university. And this is going to be really interesting to follow because – You've got a student making tweets, 
And if the code, the conduct code maybe doesn't have this in now, can you retroactively go back and say, look, we're going to alter the code. And by the way, you're the reason. Thanks for, uh, thanks for attending. Have a nice life. How does that work? And of course, Kansas State football players have a loud voice right now. They have a loud voice. They have they have the floor. They have made themselves heard, and the athletic department is basically stepping up and saying, yeah, you know what? They're going to express themselves. And you might think that, okay, well, wait a minute. This one student is expressing himself, albeit a crass, uncalled-for, hateful tweet, and then the student-athletes are expressing themselves, and why can't you stand for both to express themselves? Well, you can. You can stand on one side or the other. You pick your side. Kansas State Athletics, they've picked their side. The football players have picked their side. And uh, I haven't trolled Twitter today. I haven't seen. I, I didn't know if I wanted to go dig into this one. I didn't know if I wanted to see what this looked like on social media because social media, let's be honest, right now, uh, it is a reflection of our society, and it's not pretty right now. We'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We got more to get into. How about those New England Patriots? How about those New England Patriots? Yeah, they're really good at making bad stories go away. We'll tell you how they did it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Guests with Paul Swan appear via the Miller Lite phone lines. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So the New England Patriots, they're having a pretty good time of it, right? Yeah. Cam Newton reaching an agreement on a one-year incentive-laden deal with the New England Patriots. And so they've got a quarterback. They've upgraded their quarterback position. Oh, and oh, hey, by the way, um, a few minutes before that, uh, they got penalized for uh, cheating against the Bengals. What's the story here? It's Cam. So we find out that the New England Patriots lose a pick as part of penalty for filming the Bengals' sideline. This is according to the reports that came out. So this news is coming out that they the Patriots, stripped of a third-round pick in the 2021 NFL Draft of, well, third round. I don't know if that's really the Bill Belichick round. He likes to hover in the sixth round. He likes to float around there. For some reason, they don't like spending cash. And, you know, you win multiple Super Bowls, you, you don't have to spend cash, it looks like. Apparently, they've got the formula. But the news comes out, third-round pick. That's penalty for filming the Cincinnati Bengals sideline during a game in December. I mean, the Bengals sideline. The Bengals. My team. The Cincinnati Bengals. And guess what? That news gets buried because the Patriots come out and go, oh, hey, um, we got Cam Newton coming on the team. Got a one-year deal. So that news gets leaked out. I mean, it's convenient. Within minutes of each other, these stories happen. I mean, after all, we're, we're talking again. I'm not. Now, I love the Bengals. Don't get me wrong. I love the Bengals. But if you're Bill Belichick, do you really have to pull out 
the videotaping of the sidelines against the Bengals. Oh, by the way, they were also issued $1.1 million in team fines, and they had their television production crews barred from shooting any games this season. That's, of course, all the reporting starting to come out. ESPN was um, reporting this. and So these penalties are coming out. What are we talking about today? Well, they want you to talk about Cam Newton. They want you to talk about Cam Newton. A former MVP, most valuable player in the National Football League, a former MVP, and he's getting paid base salary with some incentives. Incentives, yeah. Incentives. And this news comes out just around the same time as, oh, by the way, the Patriots get hit with a penalty and fines. Their TV crew can't beat any games this year, and you're losing a draft pick. But no, no, no. Everybody else talking about Cam Newton? No, 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 no. We're talking about the penalty against the Patriots because, again, you're filming the Bengals. The Bengals. Now, this year, yeah, I can see it because the Bengals are going to be pretty good if we get to see football. They're going to be, I hope, a bit better. I mean, obviously, they've got the best quarterback in the state of Ohio. Fair enough, right? I think so. Fair enough. The Bengals have got the best pro team in the state of Ohio. The Bengals have got the best quarterback in the state of Ohio. And um, there's a, a new meme going around today on social media. The new meme today. It's, it reads, it's a chalkboard. It reads, due to COVID-19, we're asking people to stay six feet apart. If you're unsure how far that is, imagine a Browns wide receiver. Now, imagine where Baker Mayfield threw the ball. That's six feet. Sounds, sounds fair to me. Sounds like six feet to me. So there you go. Browns fans have been... They've been socially distancing from the football for years. That's six feet. Pull up a videotape. Go on YouTube if you need to know what six feet looks like. Uh, for me, I will be staying six feet away from everybody. Thanks to Baker Mayfield, I now know where six feet comes from. And, of course, if you uh, you can make the conversation that, okay, Baker's better than Joe Burrow, and I would tell you, no, he's not Teddy Klumper third. I would tell you that in a heartbeat. No, he's not. No, he's not. And the last time, you know, Teddy, of course, um, does great work with the Big Green. The last time we had this this quarterback debate, we bet about quarterbacks, and he ended up having to change his profile to Andy Dalton for a week. He lost the bet. It was beautiful. I think I still have the screenshots of it. Uh, I love Teddy, though, but Teddy's wrong. He's Woody Woodrum, you're wrong, too. I bet you Woody's going to call. If Woody's listening, he's going to call because I just said that Baker Mayfield is not better than Joe. Joe Burrow hasn't even played an NFL down yet, and I've just called him out as well. So if he's listening, I'm going to get a text later probably. If he's not listening now, he's going to text me later uh, and tell me how wrong he thinks I am. That's fine. I haven't heard from Woody in a while. But that's um, that's where we're at with the, with the New England Patriots, the fact that they come out with the Cam Newton signing that news gets leaked. That news gets unearthed right after, right around the same time that the the penalties are coming out. Hey, oh by the way, the Patriots are getting penalized, losing a draft pick, losing some some money here. Your your film crew is not going to get to hang out, film stuff. 
And oh, hey, Cam Newton, by the way, Cam Newton is going to be on the Patriots roster, making the minimum, making the minimum. He's getting paid less than, I mean, he's an MVP, and there are backup quarterbacks making more than him. This guy was an MVP. Now, I not necessarily thought that Cam Newton was the world-beater quarterback. He was an MVP, but I didn't think he was a world-beater. But still, he definitely upgrades the Patriots instantly. Now, can the Patriots win a Super Bowl with Cam Newton? Cam Newton is your quarterback. Can the Patriots win a Super Bowl? We'll find out. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I kind of knew this was a foregone conclusion, but uh, Marshall Athletics sending out the notice today that the athletic department has canceled the remainder of its summer sports camps due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So refunds are going to be coming. Don't worry if you were signed up, you're going to get your refund, but that's going to be disappointing for I'm sure a lot of youngsters. And again, I don't know if this is going to be a sign of things to come or is this just a precaution for this season? We're not even in wave number two yet of this pandemic and still we're seeing cases rise in wave number one. So that's where the university is today. That's a smart move. Again, you know, you don't want to put these kids and anybody else in risk right now with these camps unless you absolutely think it's going to be safe. And I'd rather be safe than sorry when it comes to at least the the camps. Also, HerdZone.com today, uh, we get the word that the Marshall women's golf team gets uh, more honors and accolades come their way. And we're trying to get the show prepared today. And I look over at Spencer Dupuy, our producer, And I look at you, Spencer, and I say, hey, uh, here's a great guest idea because we've got an end. Uh, We find out that the Thundering Herd have four members named to the Women's Golf Coaches Association All-American Scholars List. So I'm looking at you. I'm like, hey, here's a great idea for a guest. And then you open up the phone book and you make the phone call. And... We didn't record the phone call because, well, that's not what we do here. Yeah, we don't do that. But we should have. That would have been. It would have been a great reaction. It would have been funny because, again, we, we have an end. We know somebody on this list. Yeah, we do know somebody on this list. And it was 30 minutes after it had been emailed to us. 30 minutes. After it had been emailed to okay, us. Okay, so this is out in the wild for a while. 30 yeah. minutes. What happened? Um, go to my phone list, contact list, click Stormy Randazzo. Stormy Randazzo. Women's She's been on the show. And... Also, Kindred intern. So she's been on the show. You make the phone call. Yep. And I, she picks up the phone. She says, hello. And I say, hey, congrats. And she said, on what? And I said, you made the uh, WGCA's All-American Scholars. And she's like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, so let me get this straight. She, along with three other golf student athletes on the women's team, they find out. Well, at least one of them finds out through us. Yeah. We, we're the one to break in the news to her. So, uh, Stormy, congratulations to her. We break the news to her that she's on this list because she has a high GPA. Uh, the 
Scholar team consists of 1,401 women's collegiate golfers that all maintain a cumulative grade point average of 3.5 or higher. She's on that list. And what would she say? She was coming out of class or something? Where was she coming out of? I don't know. She was just driving. She was driving. I didn't know if she was like, yeah, what was she doing? You know, if like she's doing some some virtual work. No summer classes. That's over, right? Uh, no, there's still summer okay, classes okay. going on. They're all virtual. Yeah, I didn't know. I, cause I didn't hear the conversation. That's why I was asking, like, where was she coming out of? She's coming out of class or something? She's just driving. Yeah, she was just driving around. Hanging out. And then she was a little sad that we told her and her coach didn't <laughs> She tell was her. sad. We told her. <laughs> she was like, well, Brooke didn't tell me. And I was like, I didn't have an answer for that. Ouch, sorry. I didn't mean to ruin the surprise. <laughs> I mean, it was on HerdZone.com and the, and the Marshall Facebook page. Sorry. Sorry it's us calling Stormy to – we were going to get her on the show, but I, I don't think she wanted to come on after that. No, I could imagine she hung up the phone and she probably either called her teammates that were on this or she called her coach. Say, like, hey, um, what do you know about this? We ruined the surprise. There was pro- there was probably going to be a, like hey congratulations oh yeah Swan told me already <laughs> yeah I heard yeah no Spencer called me and told yeah not even Swan Spencer Spencer called me and told me hey you told me to call her you did a good job I appreciate that follow up on that you know that's that's going to be your job you're going to have to follow up on that and find out what happened after I want to I want a full report on that see All if right. uh, you know if they did it up right you know they got you know, made a big deal of it, or maybe her maybe her phone was you know her phone was dead. I don't know. Maybe she missed the call. We got through first. Yeah, because it's just funny that it felt like, hey, congratulations, and she's like, oh, hey, yeah, um, so disappointed. So yeah, hey, yeah, but um, she's not the only one that got honored today. So you know what? Hey, it's five forty. Spoilers are over, so you can bust it right now. If uh, if this is news to them. Um, well, sorry, we're breaking the news uh, several hours after the release came out. All right, so obviously junior Stormy Randazzo and Carrie Park, sophomores Jackie Schmidt and freshman Peyton Schaefer were so, all recognized for their work in the classroom. Congratulations to them, and uh, especially Stormy since she's uh, she's on our intern team here. Uh, she was out here by 10 a.m. this morning. I mean, she did the morning show this she, she comes in, rolls in, does the mornings, and then she goes about her day. Hey, I'm going to do that in a month, but guess what? I'm so dedicated. I'm going to be coming back to help you with your show. All right. Good deal. Uh, you could have done the show Friday. We're not going to be here Friday. You, that was going to be your show, but you're off fireworks or somewhere. Where are you going? Well, we discussed this like two weeks ago. Yeah, we're doing you. it on the air now. Play along. Yeah, so we I talked about it, and then you said, oh, well, I think we have to work that day anyway. Yeah, we're not now. So no, I am going up to my buddies in Maryland. He just bought a house, so it's a... Fourth of July fireworks warming party. Okay, fireworks. There probably will be some fireworks. All right, play along here. You, you know, don't talk about we talked about this two weeks ago. We're, this, <laughs> we're doing it now. Yeah, we're we're trying to be entertaining with no sports to talk about. We're trying to be entertaining. So play along. Yep. So there will be fireworks there. There you go. I mean, so you're you out of here. Stay, yep. stay tuned for next week, though. What's happening next week? I don't know. You're going on vacation. I'm, and I'm going. Well, I won't be here. Let's just say that. You're going on vacation from work. Yeah, I'm not going to be doing the, the You're beach. taking your vacation. Yeah, time. I'm not going to be taking the uh, trip to the beach or anything like that. No, you're just I'm not going to be doing those, you, no, those no. chores around the house that need to get done. That's an everyday thing, Spencer. That's an every, 
When you become a homeowner, you'll understand one day. You'll understand that list never changes. It just gets bigger. So uh, there you have it. It's a quiet sports day, as you can tell. We'll have more for you coming up. Uh, we got um, we got some stuff to get into when we continue on. The COVID-19 pandemic is already impacting some football schedules. We'll tell you the first victim that we've come up with of, I, I don't want to say, I mean, there have been some schedules that have been, been canceled or some programs that have canceled, but we're starting to get to bigger names now, schools bigger, relatively speaking. Not bigger than Marshall when it comes to football, but uh, we'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Okay, maybe I oversold this. The Dayton Flyers football team season opener on the road against Southeast Missouri State University canceled today. Both schools announced because of the coronavirus pandemic. Of course, again, maybe I oversold it just a little bit because we haven't seen major schools yet cancel games. Dayton's, if we're talking basketball here, you know, Dayton's big dog. Dayton's a big deal. Football, I'll give them some love. I'll give them some love. Uh, This was going to be on September 3rd. So this is a September 3rd game that has been canceled. And now Southeast Missouri State, they're trying to find an opponent to replace Dayton. So they're going to try to play. This is what Dayton Vice President and Director of Athletics Neil Sullivan said in the press release. I feel badly for the players of both teams. They're going to try to reschedule this thing. But here we go. Here's a game getting getting cut. It's one game. It does not mean it's a trend. It does not mean that it's going to be the sign of things to come. But at the same time, here we go. We have a game that is being canceled. It is June 29th, and we have a game being canceled that is set for September 3rd. And Dayton, they would play on September 12th. If that stays, that will be at Georgetown in Washington, D.C. So they have that game still to go. Next on the list, is this going to be, are we going to start seeing programs say, okay, we're not going to play this game or we're going to postpone? I mean, it's a little early, don't you think, for Dayton to say, look, we're not going to play Southeast Missouri State University. Is it a little early? Will football programs wait till the final minutes of all possibility before they start making announcements? that schedules are going to be redone, canceled, postponed. I don't know if we're going to see Marshall do that because Marshall been pretty quiet right now. And if you've got college football, if college football is able to go, if it's clear, if it's able to go, 
Marshall's going to have one of the only games going on to begin things. And that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be huge. Not only will it have a primetime slot, but it's going to have huge potential because college football fans will have been starving for sports, starving for action. And if college football can pull this off, Marshall's going to have that first game. If Marshall can pull this off, if everyone can pull these football games off, Marshall's going to be among them to pull these things off. And this is going to be a big-time game because college football's back, and here's Marshall right there at the forefront of it. And right in the beginning, here it is. And that's going to be huge. Now, I'm not saying that Marshall's going to do this just because television exposure. If it's safe, the university deems it safe to have that game, then that game's going to happen. If the university, if the football players, coaching staff, athletic department, health experts, they deem it safe, it's going to happen. What happens, though, is going to be, I think it's going to be a game-by-game basis here because we still have several months to go, and we still haven't had baseball. Baseball is not back yet. We don't have a schedule yet. It's coming, but we don't have a schedule yet. Baseball is not back yet. Hockey's not back yet. The NBA is not back yet. And, oh, by the way, again, I have to play. I, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like the head counselor at day camp because Spencer comes in here today. He's all teary-eyed. He's all upset. I'm like, what's wrong, Spencer? Did you see the news for the Nationals? No, Spencer, I didn't see the news for the Nationals. What happened with the Nationals today? And then Spencer gives me this sob story. You want to re? You want to re? Um, you want to reenact that sob story, Spencer? You were you were down today. You were heartbroken. You were you were distraught. I wouldn't say distraught, but I would. I mean, I was kind of disappointed. I the Bleacher Report notification had come up for me right when I was driving, so I only saw it at the stoplight, didn't read into it. And I got in the building and I started to read into it. Wait, 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 wait a minute. You saw it at a stoplight? Yes. Well, you you know, hands-free is a, a rule here in West Virginia. At a stoplight where the light was red. At a stoplight, did you pick the phone up? No, I looked on my watch. Okay, you looked at your watch. Good save. Good save. I'm, but I'm, I'm just I saying mean, HPD be, does listen. I have I have friends at HPD that do listen. Don't I can't yourself. be sad because this man is doing it for his family. I really can't be sad that he's sitting out the 2020 season in in retrospect because he's doing it for his family. His wife just had a baby. His mother is high risk, and he's got young kids. So I don't I don't I'm not I was initially a little sad about it, but when I thought about it more, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I get it. There'll be more players in the MLB the NBA, and maybe even the NFL that'll do it. NHL as well. NHL, yes. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But I had to. I'm glad you come. I'm glad you you come back down. You're 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 understanding that some of these players are turning down some pretty decent money, more money than we make. They're turning down some pretty decent money because they just don't see the risk is worth it. That means they're not confident in the plan right now. Baseball doesn't have. A bubble, I'm sorry, a campus. 
a campus like they do in the NBA, a campus. Um, we've got hub cities for the NHL, some nice wording. NFL, there's no hub city for it. We're going to Cincinnati and we're playing. That's why it's going to happen. You're going to have charter flights probably. How that's going to work, I don't know. Business as usual, what's going to yeah, what's going to be the the guidelines here? Are we going to have 50% capacity, 25%? Are they going to try to maybe 75% less than that? What's it going to be as far and is it going to be a standard that the NFL is going to allow? Will each individual municipality have to allow a certain amounts? So Hamilton County, will they allow 50% of fans to see the Bengals? And, of course, the way the Bengals have been going as of late, there might not be 50% of people in that stadium, so it might not be an issue. Same with your Washington Redskins. There might not be anybody in the stadium. Who knows? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to call it my Redskins? I just did. Well, also, the Chargers. Think about that. I saw a meme the other day. I like how you deflected. Good job. I saw there's a meme the other day, and it was a picture of their stadium, like maybe their first season, probably way before kickoff, but it was literally social. They said social distancing since they moved to L.A. Hey, look, I suggested that um, that the Washington Redskins should be the hub city for the NFL. They're used to playing without fans. So, I, again, I think that should happen here. But you get my point. The municipalities, and it's going to depend basically on the state as well, how many people are going to be allowed. And that's the same with college athletics. You know, Ohio State can say, hey, we want to have 50%. We want to have 75 No, that might not be their call. Same thing here at Marshall. Marshall might not have the ultimate say when it comes to how many people will be in the stands. West Virginia University might not have the ultimate say how many fans are going to be in the stands. It might come down from you know, higher up. It might come down from the gov. Big Jim might say, look, this is, this is how we're going to handle this. Or we could have maybe some federal guidelines. Uh, no, what am I talking about? This the thing's a mess right now. We're not going to have any guidelines. Nobody's uh, on the same page. Nobody is on the same page because it's we're going it's sort of like college athletics. You've got kingdoms and you have fiefdoms and serfdoms and city states. You have municipalities, you have all of that. And so there's not a uniform that's why at least the pros have a shot at getting this done because they the professional leagues, the pro leagues, have at least some sort of unified mesh, some s- sort of, kind of. It's easier for the NFL to initiate standards, the NBA playing on the campus, Major League Baseball, they'll have different standards in place. Same thing with the NHL, even though the NHL not making the players right now isolate. They're going to maybe lock them down once they get them in hub cities. That'll be interesting. I think the basketball tournament, the TBT, has had probably more of a proper lockdown than anything. You test one time, positive, anybody on that team, you're done. Your team's done. And we've seen that with Best Virginia, by the way. Um, Hopefully we'll get Ott Elmore come up on the program here in the next few days because the team representing Jimmy V taking on Heard That, and that's coming up July 5th, going to be on ESPN. Hopefully a victory means that 
you or Bill Cornwell will have that to talk about on July 6th. I hope so. I, I hope wanna, so, too. I want to see Heard That make it far. I want to see Heard That go all the way. I was watching their practices on, on uh, Facebook. They had a live stream. Haas Media, I believe, had a uh, – he's doing their editing video for them, making fun little social media clips, I guess. And they were doing an inter-squad scrimmage yesterday. <laughs> I like how you describe that. Fun little social media clips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was doing it by quarter, so there was multiple clips. Okay, all right. I'll have to talk to I'll have to talk to him tonight. Hey, you know, uh, Spencer, my uh, show producer, he likes your fun little social media clips. He'll he'll like that. I'll 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 have to give a little shout out over the Hoss Media tonight. There, um, maybe I can get you a hat, Spencer. I'll get you a Hoss Media hat. I'm in. Yeah, you want a Hoss Media hat? Okay, I'll get yeah. you a Hoss Media hat. I mean, I'll, I'll wear any hat. I'll wear a Kindred hat. Uh, keep keep wishing. Keep wishing. We'll see if we can get you a dog hat. Maybe eventually. Eventually down the road, we'll, we'll find we'll find you one. Dog's his favorite station, by the way. I don't know if um, anyone cares, but the dog is his favorite radio station. So, um, date and changing. Um, back to the original point here before I get distracted by you today, Spencer. It, it's Monday. We can have some fun. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we lock it down. We have a little bit more of a uh, a serious focus. Just a heads up to you, Spencer. Uh, by the way, also um, coming out this weekend, uh, you know Marshall's uh, taking a budget cut and the athletic department. There's also spending reduction going on with um, – WKU, their athletic department is going to see over a million dollars cut from their budget. So you're seeing that happen more and more as more institutions, more universities dealing with the budget shortfall. And of course, athletic departments, not all of them are making money. Unfortunately, that does it for this edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. I want to thank our producer. Spencer Dupuis will be back tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.